right, church. Good morning, everyone. Anybody know what today is? I didn't quite hear. What day is today? Pentecost Sunday. We are so excited. We are so excited. I truly believe this morning we are going to see a move of the Holy Spirit that we have not seen in a long, long time. I am so excited. And I can tell you a couple things. Number one, when the enemy starts trying to come after my family, I almost always know that the service is going to be absolutely amazing. So Liz is not here. She is partnering with us from our house and praying for us because she hasn't been feeling well. I woke up this morning. I thought I could barely talk, but I can tell you what, the Holy Spirit is going to do the talking this morning. And it doesn't need to be me. It's going to be whoever he has doing the speaking today. However, it's going to work out. We are yielding completely and totally to him this morning. Amen? All right, stand, with you, stand to your feet with me. We're going to do a call to worship in just a second, but as I was preparing for this, this uh, morning's message, I was reminded about Acts chapter 4. And this is what I'm expecting today. I want us all to have our expectations up this morning. It says this, says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through your name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Like, guys, I'm telling you, it was shaken. I'm not talking about just a little rumble or a little, what was that? Was there an earthquake that happened? It was shaken. And everyone there was shaken. It says this, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. This is, I'm preaching already, this is Acts chapter 4, which means Acts chapter 2 already happened. The day of Pentecost already came. Most of them were filled, but they were filled again. They were filled with fresh fire again. And that's what our expectation needs to be this morning. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. And the last part says, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. With boldness. Can we worship with boldness today? Can we come expecting today for the Holy Spirit to move on our hearts like He has never moved before in greater power, in greater measure? Amen? Okay, let's do this call to worship. I'm already preaching. On the count of three, we're going to read these uh, couple of verses together. One, two, three. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We worship you. We thank you. You are our Savior. You're our sanctifier. You're our healer. You're our again coming King. And Father, we come to you today with big expectations that the Holy Spirit will move mightily in this place. We give you all the praise, all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who's ready to worship? Come on. <clears throat>
Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to take communion here in just a moment. And as I was worshiping, the Lord just put on my heart two scriptures out of Isaiah. And I want us to think on these, meditate on these, as we come to the communion table this morning. It says, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem Him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions, and He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. And I'll tell you what, there's stuff that's going around even within our church, and I say no more in Jesus' name. No more in Jesus' name. There's been more people passing away in sicknesses recently, and I say no more in Jesus' name. I'm going to remind the devil that he has no authority in this church or in this congregation. So devil, you have to go in Jesus' name. You have to flee in Jesus' name. It says this, as the Spirit of the Lord... God is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me. This is talking about Jesus here, guys. We're about to take communion. Let's meditate on this. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So Lord, we glorify you this morning. We thank you for what you did on that cross. Father, we thank you for raising Jesus from the dead, defeating sin and death for all of eternity. We thank you for the sacrifice that you made. We worship you this morning. By your stripes, we are healed. By your stripes, we are healed. In your precious name. So we're going to come to the communion table this morning. There's three here if you're new. Uh, There's two up front. There's one in the back. Just go to the one that you're closest to. There's two cups. The top is the juice. The bottom is the cracker. All you got to do is pick up one set of two cups at a time. Circle back to your seats, and I'm going to get back up here. We're going to take communion together. Before we take communion, uh, I truly believe there's a word from the Lord that we just need to hear this morning.
come in and just change things. So let that let that word what he wants to do take place as we uh, take communion and as we spend time with him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive that word today. A turning point. A turning point for all of eternity today in our lives, in our walk with you. A turning point. Father, we receive that word from you today. And Lord, as we take communion, as we physically take the steps to partake in communion, we receive all that you have for us today. All of the healing all of the emotional healing, the physical healing, all of the peace, all of the comfort, all of the joy that we need today that comes completely and totally from you. We receive that today in Jesus' name. The Bible says, for I received. Anybody ready to receive today? Anybody ready to receive today? For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it. He said, take, eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. Thank you, Lord. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake. Heavenly Father, we just worship you today. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We say, come, Holy Spirit, come in greater measure. Father, have your way in this place, in our hearts, in our lives. Father, we thank you for a turning point, a turning point today in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with me. We're going to continue to worship. The altars are open. If you've got business to do with the Lord, just come on up. While we were praising God, I heard the Lord said, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and liberty. We have been set free by the blood of Jesus. God is saying today, receive all that he has. Freedom, freedom to worship, freedom to praise him, just freedom. There is freedom in Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More of you, Lord. More of you. Worship you, Lord. You got something, Paul? I'm hot, huh? Okay. Standing back there just trying to mind my own business and everything that's been going on 
And when Pastor said that, you know, a lot of people have been being attacked, the Lord said to me, strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out, devil. So whatever it is that's coming against you and your family and your friends, he is out. God has clothed us with the garment of salvation. Wrapped up in that salvation is divine healing. And better than that is divine health, divine prosperity. He meets all our needs. Provision is taken care of. But wait, there's more. It goes beyond the garment of salvation. He has clothed us. Oh, glory to God. He has clothed us with the robe of righteousness. Now, when the devil sees righteousness, he turns tail and runs. He's afraid of you. But you've got to know it. You've got to know that you've been clothed with the righteousness of God. And he knows when you know. And he can tell by the words that are coming out of your mouth. So we need to take, we need to take, oh, hallelujah. We need to learn about righteousness so that we know, that we know, that we know that we are the righteousness of God. And when you get up in the morning, he'll say, oh, Lord, they're awake again. I'm out of here. Hallelujah. on his toes back there today. As we close out this time together, man, good words from the Lord today, amen? I just feel like I need to read Psalm 91. Can I do that this morning? Can we just receive that, Psalm 91, the word of God over us, <clears throat> over our lives? It's kind of long, so bear with me. He who dwells in the secret place of just, just receive that today, guys. Come on, hands up, eyes closed, whatever you want to do. Just receive Psalm 91 today. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the perilous pestilence, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at, noon, at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. In their hand they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. 
because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So, Father, we receive your word today. We thank you that you're moving powerfully in our midst. And, Lord, we just thank you for more and more of you. In your precious name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, just a few items of logistics before we uh, go to our time of break. Uh, right in the middle of service here, we do have a time of uh, just gathering together and just saying hello to each other. If this is your first time here, in the seat pocket right in front of you is a connection card. And if you're willing, you just fill in some information, and we just want to just know that you're here today. You can also use those connection cards for praise reports or prayer requests. So we've got an amazing prayer team. If you've got a, a prayer request, just write it on that card and slip it into the offering buckets which are going to be up front. So we also ask, we don't pass the offering buckets, so if you did bring your tithes and offerings today to just come forward during this break time and just slip them here uh, in the buckets up front. And then the last thing is Kid Corner. All you kids, I, I don't see any new kids today, but if you are new, uh, there's a Kid Corner over there, Eva. One of my daughters is over there uh, managing that station today, so just go over and she'll help you out if you're new. Otherwise, if you're a regular attender... You know the color of your bag, so just go make it happen, okay? All right, let's greet one another. <clears throat> All right, guys. I've got Reagan and Noel up here <clears throat> trying to tell me that it needs to be a little bit longer. They want break to be five more minutes. I said, I think I'm done. I'm ready to go. You guys ready to go? Yeah. Amen. Although I know Liz normally does announcements, she'll be happy to note that Reagan estimated her age as 33 years old. So babe, if you're watching, that's a blessing. <laughs> that's a blessing. Reagan, we love you. Thank you for saying that. <clears throat> Liz is very happy with that. Well, I've got uh, just a couple announcements this morning I want to share with you. One, I uh, just invite you guys all out to Wednesday night. Wednesday night we have you know, a time of prayer and worship. Uh, here in the sanctuary from 6.30 to 7.30. I would just encourage you guys to come out to that. It's a great time to just be in his presence. Uh, and it's every week, so I mean, if you miss it, that's fine. But just whenever you can make it out would be good. Uh, the second announcement that I have is the extra Mother's Day cards. Uh, if you remember, we gave out Mother's Day cards two weeks ago. Uh, scripture cards uh, that you could place on your refrigerator or somewhere else. Uh, there is actually, the slide is misleading because we, some of us didn't feel so well this week. The more are not available in the back this week, but more will be available in the back next week, okay? So if you came just for those cards, you're going to have to come back again next week to get those cards, okay? <clears throat> so we will have those in the back uh, next week. Uh, so here, the next announcement I have, I think, is this is important uh, that I want to share with you guys. So we've been leading the church for really a little more than two and a half years, and the Lord has been pressing on us to take a time of rest. 
He's been telling us over and over to take a time of rest, a sabbatical of sorts for a couple weeks. And of course, you know how life is. You always say, well, that's not possible. But how many know with, with God all things are possible? Amen? With God all things are possible. And he has just been speaking to us about doing this, and I'm just like, well, I don't know when, I don't know when. Well, Liz went to a One Focus Network women's conference two weeks ago. One Focus Network is, uh, just to explain that to you, is kind of the apostolic oversight network of our church. It's a, it's a network of churches that we belong to. And with, over the course of, of the summer, we're actually going to have somebody come in from One Focus Network who was our pastor growing up. Liz and I from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and he's going to come in and share more about what One Focus is, so I just want to keep making sure I put that out in front of you guys. But when she was at the conference, she came back and said, we need to make this thing happen. We need to make this time of rest a reality. And I started saying, well, I just don't know. I mean, what about June? And so we started working through some of these different things in June and what could possibly be, and I really felt in my heart that our church needed to have what I'd call a shot of faith, right? There's a lot of things going around talking about shots, okay? A lot of different things. We're not going there this morning. But I really felt like there was a shot of faith that we needed, and I really felt like we should be teaching on faith in the month of June. Well, as I was praying, the Lord really brought to our remembrance Jeremy and Jocelyn Gall, and I said, man... They are, you know, they're faith teachers. They would be amazing. I'm going to reach out to them and see if they have any weeks available in June because Liz and I, our intent is to literally not be here in the month of June. Like, we're just not going to be here in the month of June. And guess what? Everyone's going to survive. And everyone's going to be okay. And I was, so I reached out to Jeremy and Jocelyn. was just like, look, can we have dinner? I just want to share something that's been on our heart. And so we met with them for dinner on Tuesday nights. And I'll tell you what, I believe they said within, they've been in ministry for 18 years. I don't believe they've ever had a month that was just about to start in which they had every Sunday open. And they were, they're, they're like, all right, I'm trusting God. Lord, there is a reason why we are not booked at all in June. And they didn't know what it was. And on Tuesday night at dinner, we told them the reason why their month in June was free because they are going to be here and they're going to be teaching every Sunday for the month of June on faith. And so we're calling this month a time of faith and refreshing. The Lord has been speaking to Jeremy about teaching on faith, so we're just so excited. And can I tell you what? They're not guest speakers. Sometimes they come and they're guest speakers. They are coming as part of our family in the month of June. They are coming to minister as part of our family. This is, they are going to just be part of us for the month of June. So it's not going to be a special speaker series. It's just Jeremy and Jocelyn Gall preaching and teaching on faith in the month of June. Amen? And so the Lord has just been orchestrating. I know there's some things that Liz and I still have to orchestrate to truly take uh, the month of June off, and we believe that the Lord is going to work those things out because he works all things together for good, and we're excited that we're going to take two weeks of rest, two weeks of rest. The Lord has just, I know my dad had passed away recently. We've had a lot, I mean, how many know there's a lot of things going on? Just life in general, yeah? And it's two weeks of rest, and then we're going to take two weeks of just seeking God's vision for our church. 
We're just going to set aside a time away just to really focus on God's vision for the church. And I'm expecting coming back to miracles that have happened in the month of June. I'm expecting for everyone's faith to be growing and more seeing the move of God in even a greater measure. Amen? I believe that can happen. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, as so to be not, we'll be here next Sunday, but then the Sunday following that uh, will be our first week uh, on that, what we call a sabbatical. So God is good. He is faithful. He's making a way. We've got a great team. I mean, you see what happened already today, right? Andy's got a word. Lynn has a word. Paul has a word. Jeremy will be preaching, right? You don't want to miss the month of June. I'm not. I don't want to miss the month of June. I'll be watching. I'll be watching on Facebook. I'll be watching you guys, okay? It's going to be a great time. So let me just say a scripture uh, over the tithes and offerings and just uh, pray over those. Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. He's just asking us to honor him with our finances, to trust in him for those finances. So let's do that this morning. Heavenly Father, we just, we trust in you. Father, we trust in you for our finances. We honor you, Lord, by giving back just a fraction of what you have given us. Lord, we know that it's all yours. And so, Father, we give you all the honor and the praise and the glory as you are multiplying our finances You are paying off debts. You are aligning the right jobs. Father, we thank you that every bill is paid in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, I just also ask for this message here today regarding Pentecost, Lord, that you would just move with greater power in our lives. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Okay, thanks, Chet. Okay. I probably shouldn't share this story. Uh, I was just in the restroom. Any story that starts with, I was just in the restroom. Oh, what's he going to say? No, no, no. It was all good. We, I just was in the restroom. There was like four or five guys in there. We're like praising God. We're talking to each other. We're quoting scriptures over each other. I was like, man, my throat has like been itchy and scratchy. And I had, where's Steve? Where's he at? He started laying hands on me. He said, you are going to preach in the name of Jesus. You are healed by the Holy Spirit. I came back in here and we're like, you know what? Your wife is healed in Jesus' name. She's going to be better by the time you get home. I'm like, man. This was like the greatest break in between, you know, during service ever. This was awesome. So this morning, open up your Bibles to the book of Acts. We're going to jump around in three places in the book of Acts this morning. It'll be Acts chapter 8, 2, and 4. 2, 4, 8. I know I like math, but there's no reason why those numbers are like that. There's some things I just want to share. And so this morning, today is Pentecost Sunday, where we celebrate and remember the coming of the Holy Spirit. The coming of the Holy Spirit. A couple weeks ago, before Mark and Victoria Bowling were here last week, a couple weeks ago, the Lord told me to preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit the week after Mark and Victoria were going to be here. And then as I was thinking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to miss Pentecost Sunday because I thought it was last week and I didn't even realize it. And when I looked at my calendar, the Lord was just like, no, 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 you didn't miss anything. You're hearing from me correctly. You are going to preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday. 
I said, okay, hallelujah, this is what I'm going to go do. So here's what we're going to do this morning. And we've been doing a series called What Hinders You? What Hinders You? And starting chap, uh, Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 35, we've been referencing this story as our kind of the key portion of this series. It says, then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. This is the Ethiopian that was in the, uh, in the carriage as he was coming by. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. If you believe with all your heart, you may. And so the first week we talked about the hindrance of doubt and unbelief. And we talked about different strategies, way to build your faith and to get kind of begin to overcome that hindrance of doubt and unbelief. Week two, we did self-pity. And these are all online. You can go back and look at those. The hindrance of self-pity. Okay, I mean, I think I was preaching to myself. Sometimes we all get into a little bit of self-pity, and we just have to be reminded of God's goodness and faithfulness and remembering what he has done for us. And then hindrance three, which was two weeks ago on Mother's Day, was self-doubt. And it was just our, our intention was to encourage all of you, especially moms, that you are enough. God created you to be enough. He has given you all the tools and the skill sets you need, and we don't have to look to the left or to the right to see what someone else is doing, but God has created us perfectly for our family. And so it was self-doubt. Hindrance number four this morning. Hindrance number four this morning is a lack of power. What hinders us in our walk with the Lord, what hinders us in our effectiveness in day-to-day living can sometimes be a lack of power. Turn with me to Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. I forgot I was going to Acts chapter 1. You've got to remember now the beginning of Acts is after the Gospels. And if you remember in the Gospels, Jesus says what? It is good that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come. He says it's good that I go and his disciples are there and the apostles are just like, are you kidding me? Like we have Jesus in the flesh. I don't want you to go, right? How many would be that way? I'd be like, look, I got Jesus right here. He's with me. I don't want him to go. But Jesus says it's good that I go so what? So the Holy Spirit can come, which means it's better now for us in this day than it was when they were walking with Jesus. Because he was like, it's better that I go. Which means it had to be not as good when Jesus was walking on the earth with them. So think about that for a minute. It's actually better that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, and we know he's going to come back at some point in time for his church. But it says that it's good that he goes so that we can what? Have the Holy Spirit. The edifier, the comforter, and all of the gifts that the Spirit is able to do. But look at this in Acts chapter 1. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, 
which he said, you have heard from me. Verse 5, Acts chapter 1, verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but you, those who are going to be here after Jesus ascends heaven, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? So is is this going to be it? Is this the restoration? Is this his return? No, he says this to them. Verse 7. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. Come on, church. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power. Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So what this is saying here, the Holy Spirit, when we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes upon us, there is a power that now resides in us and can operate through us because of the Holy Spirit. That wasn't there before, but now we have an opportunity to not let the lack of power be a hindrance in our life. And how many of you know we all need a little more power in our life? Holy smokes. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Not in you, upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me. So what does this power able you to do? That you can be a witness for him in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. There is a power endued upon us by the Holy Spirit so that we can operate in power in our lives. Okay, Acts chapter 2. Starting in verse 1. So when Jesus uh, defeated the grave... He was with his disciples, they said for like 40 days or so, he was, he was with the disciples, they were with him. And then when he ascended to heaven, there was about a 10-day, 9 or 10-day span between when he went to heaven and when the Holy Spirit came down. So the interesting thing is, and I want you to remember this, this, this thought of tarrying or having to wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon us and to baptize us does not have to be very long. And I think there's this understanding that, well, you know, I'm just going to tarry and wait for the Holy Spirit for years upon years upon years upon years. I don't believe that the Holy Spirit is going to tarry that long to want to get more power in your life. And I believe even today, this morning, those who have not been baptized by the Holy Spirit will have the opportunity to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And for those that are sitting here today who already have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I believe that you will walk out of here with even a greater and a fresher and a new anointing of the Holy Spirit to walk and operate in even greater power. So this message is for everybody this morning. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty, or as a rushing mighty wind, a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It didn't say that when the Holy Spirit came that, you know, the one section over here that was on their knees praying, they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But those over here with their eyes open and standing, no, they didn't get to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say that. It says that they all received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you something? It didn't say whether they were young or old either. It didn't say whether they were young or old. Church, your age does not matter regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is no junior Holy Spirit. There's no like, well, there's the Holy Spirit for the kids' ministry, and then there's the Holy Spirit for the adult ministry. (laughs) Not the case. So kids, if you're in here listening today, you too can be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit this morning. It says, verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So I want you to notice something here, that they were first filled, and then there was an evidence of them speaking in tongues. This morning, you are not here to receive speaking in tongues. Can I say that again? Your goal here today, my goal, is to not have you speaking in tongues today. My goal is for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the evidence of it ends up being in speaking in tongues. So I don't want anybody to come up here, well, I'm just going to just start babbling, and I'll just start saying words that don't make any sense. No, when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you begin to really yield yourself and your mind and your thoughts and your voice to him, he will begin to speak through you in a language that you don't understand, that maybe somebody else understands. It talks about sometimes you're speaking in a different language, sometimes you're speaking in a prayer language that you don't totally understand. But this morning, I want each of us to have a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. So it says, the Holy Spirit came like a rushing wind and as of fire. I love these descriptive words. You guys remember my description a couple, a couple weeks ago about the blower, about the leaf blower? Anybody remember that? So as, I, as I'm reading this, I just picture that happening again, right? There's two different examples. When the Holy Spirit is moving in power, he's moving in power like the one where you have the backpack leaf blower on, right? The one that's just, you're just blowing leaves like nobody's business. Even the wet, sticky leaves, they just, they're gone. They are moving. And then the other option is, is what, when we are hindered by lack of power, it's those who go outside, nothing against the battery-powered leaf blowers. Again, nothing. I mean, I know a Tesla goes fast. I'm not making fun of, like, you know, battery-powered stuff. But you understand, like, the leaf blower with the battery is never going to compare to the leaf blower that you strapped on the back and you started it up and then, right, wakes up the whole neighborhood. I'm talking about power in your life that wakes up the whole neighborhood. 
This is what God wants to do in your life. He wants to baptize you so strongly in the Holy Spirit that you are completely changed, that you're able to say and to speak the words of God, that you're able to witness as you've never been able to witness before, to be able to lay hands on people and see them healed, to pray for people, to be led in even a greater anointing. This is what he wants to go do in our lives. This is what he wants to go do in our church. Leaf blower. Think of that. Every time you hear it, think, Holy Spirit, baby. Holy Spirit, baby. And then fire. Oh, my goodness. I love this, the use of fire here. How many of you know, I mean, some of you kids probably know this, right? You learn about fire when you're growing up. But let me tell you four things that fire does. Four things that fire does, which is the four things that the baptism of the Holy Spirit wants to do on the inside of you. Number one, it purifies. Like, oh, that wasn't the one I was looking forward to hearing. You mean when the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes, he will begin to convict and just show you things in your life that need to change and stuff that needs to be refined and there'll be trials that come that you have to walk through and go through so that you can be more like Jesus? Yes. Oh, it's the one that doesn't get the amens, right? Like, I ain't gonna amen that, man. But we actually want that. You actually want that. You don't want to stay in the same place anymore. You don't want to stay there. Your feet are dragging in the mud. It's time to move forward. It's time to walk through the refining fire of the Holy Spirit. The second thing about fire is that it fuels energy. The result of fire is energy that comes off, does it not? There is energy in fire. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is saying there is an energy, a new life, a fresh anointing, a a new way just as you begin, even in your body. The Lord really begins to move and work in us. A fueling of our bodies. The next thing you know about fire is it illuminates Fire illuminates, right? You're sitting at the campfire. You can't see a blessed thing. Somebody lights up the fire. You can see a little bit, right? How many of you go to a bonfire? How many have ever been to a bonfire? Oh, yeah. When that bonfire is going, baby, you can see a whole lot of stuff of what's going on. And I think that baptism of the Holy Spirit allows the same thing. As you are baptized with this fire, it begins to illuminate things in your life that you once before could not see. It begins to reveal things to you, show you things, lead you and guide you into things. It's a powerful, powerful thing. Then the fourth one is a fire warms. Yes, it does. Right? In, in, in early fall, you're sitting by the fire, your hands are freezing. It warms. And when I think of warmth, I think of joy. I don't mean happiness. I don't mean, oh, I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit. I just smile all the time. If that's the case, then I'm not baptized. And I know that I am, so I don't, you don't have to smile all the time. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about a joy on the inside. A warmth on the inside. A knowing in your knower that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. It says they were all 
filled. They were all filled. What hinders you today from receiving more of the Holy Spirit in your life? What hinders you this morning? Think, well, that's not for me. Well, that's just for a few people. Believe the Bible we just read, it says, all were filled. All were filled. I want to tell you a story about my own kind of experience with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then I'm going to have Sid and Jake come back up here, and we're just going to wait on the Holy Spirit. We're going to wait in His presence, and we're going to let Him do whatever He wants to go do in our lives. I think too often we're in a rush, like, okay, let's get baptized in the Holy Spirit right now. I'm going to come up and get prayer. Let's get this thing done. I'll start speaking in tongues, and I'll be able to get out on the road and get to lunch on time. But God doesn't work that way. We have to be ready to receive when he is going to do it, and however he wants to do it. I grew up in a, you know, in a Pentecostal church. But I was not baptized in the Holy Spirit until I came to this church. And I, it was probably maybe a year or two into attending here. I was in my probably mid-20s. And I just came up and got prayer. Pastor Jim Dumont prayed for me. I didn't feel like anything happened at the moment. And his encouraging words to me were this. We prayed, you receive, and you see what God is going to go do in your life. And he said, just take the next couple mornings of your time with him and just wait on him. Just wait on him. Just ask him, Lord, fill me, fill me, fill me. And so I went home. We were living on West 9th Street in an apartment. And I just got on my knees every morning for three mornings. Because I remember, hey, I don't need to tarry long for this. Bible says they didn't tarry very long. And I just got on my knees. And I said, Lord, Fill me. Lord, baptize me. Lord, fill me. Lord, baptize me. Day one, ah, nothing happened. What? Okay, day two, nothing happened. Day three, Holy Spirit, boom. Hit me as I was on my knees in my living room. There, there was no one else around. There were no kids. There was nobody coming in like that. Why are you on the floor? What's the matter with you? You're crying. What happened? Can I help you? Can I get you a drink of milk? No. I'm in the presence of the Lord right now. Okay, this was before kids. I'm not saying if you have kids, you can't be baptized. I mean, the Lord will take you down right now. Right in the middle of your house. And so the Lord just hit me, and he just began to fill me. And I had sensed that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was mine. I received it, and I just began to pray, and I began to worship, and I began to then speak in tongues. It wasn't something I was trying. It wasn't something I was, like, trying to conjure up some kind of fake thing. It just began to be, it was just an overflow. It was just an overflow. And I'll tell you what, can I be honest? that throughout the past 20-some years or so since I was filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit, I've had periods of my life where I decided that I wasn't going to use the baptism in its full power. Come on. There'll be seasons of my life. Ask my wife. She's not here, thank goodness. She could testify. 
testify of how I was living and the things I were doing, it was clear and obvious that I wasn't allowing the baptism of the Holy Spirit to truly transform my life. And that can happen to us. Even though we have been baptized, doesn't mean you walk in the full and the freshness and the fresh-fired anointing every single day. We have to ask for it. We have to say, receive it. And then we have to walk in it each and every day. And the Lord has just been ministering to me. You know, you kind of have these ups and downs in your spiritual journey, but hopefully the ups and downs continue to take you up. I get that. This happens. It's not a straight line straight up to, you know, complete sanctification, you know, within like a week. Okay, that doesn't happen. I get that. But the past couple weeks, there's been things happening in our life. There's been temptations that have come at me. There's been things that the, that the enemy is lying to me and speaking to me. And the Lord reminded me, it says, you, he said, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, my son. Use the power that I have endued upon you and through you to, to fight that temptation, to speak against that lie. And I'll tell you what, I would start speaking in tongues against the lie. I'll tell you what, it's I couldn't even remember the lie anymore. Couldn't even remember it anymore. I'd be walking somewhere and then the enemy would remind me of a failure or of something I did in the past and I would just start praying in my prayer language and saying, you know what? (laughs) How do you capture the thought and take it captive? You've got to do something to take it captive. And when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you begin to take it captive by praying in your prayer language. And I'll tell you what, time after time after time after time, He is faithful and he does what he says he's going to go do. And I was able to beat and defeat all those temptations because of him. And to be able to walk in a greater anointing because of him. And because of that baptism that's available to each and every one of us. You know, there was a study that was done, I think it was actually by CBS, like a, like a, you know, a a bigger news station. I almost said legit. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not making any political comments or any comments on the news, which news to watch or not watch. Uh, But this was a a legit study that that CBS did. You could probably Google it or find it somewhere on YouTube. This was years ago. They actually were checking Christians. They, They wired them up for those who said or claimed that they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they were looking at the brain waves and how the brain operates when you speak in a certain language. So if you're speaking English, your brain is sending certain signals, right, to your mouth in order to speak. Do you know what they had found, which I'm not surprised? That a completely different part of your brain is in operation when you're speaking in tongues. It's a completely different portion of your brain, which means it's not the natural way that you and I think to speak in French or English or Spanish or whatever languages that we know. It is a supernatural way that God has created us, and a different part of our brain is actually what brings forth this part of the language, which means you can't be thinking about it because that doesn't work that way. It just comes out of an overflow of God's goodness in our life. Amen? Sid and Jake, you're going to want to come up here. There's some, there's value in this, church. 
There's value in this. There's value in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's spiritual edification. It reminds us of the Spirit's indwelling presence. It stimulates our faith. It's praying God's perfect will. It gives us the ability, like I just mentioned, to keep us free from worldly contamination. Enables to pray. It enables us to pray for the unknown. When you don't know what to pray, you begin to pray in the Spirit, you are praying exactly what needs to be prayed. It's a spiritual refreshing. It's for giving thanks. And here's the one I love. When we are baptized in the Spirit and we begin to speak in other tongues, it actually, and I believe this to be true, it brings our own tongue into alignment with God. And how many of us know, oh Lord, that we all need our tongue in alignment with Jesus. So there is so much power here in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me this morning? I read in Acts chapter 4 as I opened the service. I want to read that scripture again here. Because we're going to take a moment, we're just going to wait on the Lord. We're just going to wait on His Holy Spirit. I'll probably ask Izzy or somebody to turn the lights down a little bit as we do in, during our time of worship. The Bible says this. It says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal that the signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, and I'm going to pray here in a minute, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. So I'm going to say a prayer for us this morning. For those who have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can be today. The last time I preached on this, I believe I had a 13-year-old boy in the back receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Nobody laid hands on him. Nobody prayed for him specifically. Now in the Bible, of the four or five times it happened, like three or four of them, somebody laid hands on him. But it also happened in the Bible, and we use the Bible as our guide, that people were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit without the laying on of hands. But if you're here today, if you're here this morning, or you're watching online, you say, today is the day that I'm ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
Or if you're here today and you've already been baptized and you say, I want more. I want more. I want a fresh anointing. I have been walking without the power that God has available to me. I want more of that power in my life. If that's you, I'm praying for both of you today. So if that's you on either account, just reach your hands up to heaven this morning. I'm going to say a prayer, and then I just asked Sid and Jake just to help us enter into his presence this morning. And let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit is going to do. So Father, we come to you this morning. Father, we pray, we believe that we shall receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Your word says that the Holy Spirit is a gift, that we just need to receive it. So Father, we ask you today to send your Holy Spirit power with a greater anointing onto Erie Christian Fellowship Church today. Father, we are not seeking speaking in tongues. We are seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We are seeking a fresh filling from you. Your word says, your word says that if a son asks for bread, that any father among you, would they give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, would he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will you, Lord, our Heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So if you're out there this morning, just begin to ask. Ask for more of Him. Ask for a fresh filling, a fresh anointing. And just receive this morning. I just encourage you now, if you have already received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just begin to speak in your prayer language now. For those who are receiving even this morning, if you feel something bubbling out of you, just go ahead and open your mouth. As Sid just said, this... We're not concerned. We're not worried. We don't care what it sounds like, what it looks like. We just want more of You, Holy Spirit. More of You, Holy Spirit. Just begin to pray this morning. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Thank you, Lord. More of you. More of you, Holy Spirit. More of you, Holy Spirit. I would just encourage, if you're here and you feel led to come up front and just get before the throne, get before the altar, come on, guys. Today's the day. Just come up. Receive more of Him. Come on. Receive more of Him today.
Thank you, Lord. You know, in order to be filled, you have to first be emptied. So, Lord, we come to you as empty vessels. Fill us this day. Fill us this day. Fill us with your overflowing love and goodness and mercy and power. Fill us today. We welcome you in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Fill us today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We wait on you, Lord. good. Just begin to thank him, church. Come on. Just begin to thank him for his goodness. Just begin to raise your hands and thank him and praise him. Whether you're seated or standing or kneeling, just begin to praise him. Thank him. Thank him for the gift. Thank him for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Receive all he has for you this morning. All of it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Just thank Him. Come on, just thank Him a little bit longer. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for pouring out your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the baptism. 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 I believe this morning there are some here receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and many receiving a fresh anointing, a fresh fire to do what God has placed before you, to carry out the work of the ministry, to be a father, to be a mother, to be an employee. But also to know and understand how much He loves you how much He loves you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I would just encourage you this week to continue to get on your knees before Him. Or find that chair that you go to and just ask for more of Him. This is more than just Pentecost Sunday. This is every day more of Him. Every day more of Him. And I believe some of you here today will see that evidence of speaking in tongues or maybe already have. But we don't seek the speaking in tongues. We seek the baptism. We seek the baptism. More of you, Lord. More of you. I stand on this word in Acts 10 that says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the Word. So as we were speaking this morning, I believe that the Holy Spirit has come upon many of us today. Father, we thank You. Father, we thank You. Mm. Thank You, Lord. Could stay in his presence all day, huh? Even the kids are being quiet. Holy Spirit must be here. <laughs> After two hours, if the kids are still being content, you know the Spirit's working. Now, I'm not saying when they aren't content, the Spirit's not working. But what I am saying <clears throat> is his presence was here this morning. Amen? Transforming lives. My prayer this morning was that not one person who came today, would leave the same as when they came in. Not one. Not one of you. Not one of you. Which means that every single one of you that walks out through that door today has been touched by God this morning. And I believe he's moving and working in your life. I have a benediction I want to just say over you. We will have some prayer teams up here. I know it's a little bit later. I got prayer te- well, a couple prayer teams that can pray for you. If you just want to continue to rest in his presence, that's fine. Just stay up here. Kids, if you're, please don't run around this morning. If you're going to run around, go out in the lobby or go outside into the beautiful weather. I just ask that you just you know, respect those who might want to dwell a little bit longer in his presence up here. And if you need prayer for anything, we'll have some prayer teams that are up here. Prayer for healing, just agreement in any way, shape, or form. They can pray with you. But let me read this benediction, and then you can be dismissed out of Hebrews 13. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete, make you complete this morning in every good work to do His will, working in you, working in you what is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. You are dismissed. Again, just be respectful for those who may want to linger a little longer in His presence up here.